0: LAS. The LAS Podcast Network. Always local, always authentic, always surprising. To learn more, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hi, old friends. Naomi here. Did you wake up this morning thinking, I need more Naomi ridiculousness in my life? Well, surprise! <laughs> I'm starting a podcast, and it's called The Ruckus with me, Naomi Ruckus Rose. This podcast is for anyone like me who is constantly trying to grow for the betterment of themselves and for the world and for those of us that can be a little blunt in the comment section on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But wait, there's more. This podcast is free to listen to, but if you wanna support local creators and get bonus content, Subscribe to LAS Plus. For more information on that, go to laspodcastnetwork.com. So join the ruckus with me, Naomi, every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. I love you all, some more than others. L.A.S.
1: Everyone, welcome to other Everyone, welcome. Welcome, with your host, Sarah Van And I'm
2: Caleb Scales.
1: Yay. Nice to see you again, Caleb.
2: As always, Sarah, it's the highlight of my week.
1: Oh, oh, you're sweet. You're Thank
2: sweet. You. <laughs> it has been
1: a whole week since I've seen you.
2: It feels like a long time, though. It really it does. It's a long week.
1: It has been a long week. What's yeah. been going on? What have you been doing?
2: Working a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually... Yesterday, I was able to take the day off and not do a single thing.
1: Love it. Wonderful. That's yeah. awesome.
2: How about you? You traveled.
1: I was traveling. I was in Minneapolis for work and for my birthday.
2: Yes. Happy birthday, it's 31. 31. Joining me.
1: Joining you for just a moment in time before you turn moment. 32.
2: I've still got a couple months.
1: You do. That's true. (laughs) I won't rush you in the process. Thank (laughs) you. Yeah. And then today I'm really excited because I get to host T106 and Park with my good friend Tone. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it is a spinoff on the pop culture show 106 and Park that was popular on BET 20 years ago. So, I'm excited. It's so like
2: throwback thing. Yeah. a like fun thing.
1: It is. It's fun and it's also just busy because I like to do nothing like you did yesterday. Right. So, to have to do things and it's rainy outside and gross, it takes a lot of energy. It does. Yes. But That's, I made it. Yeah.
2: you're You're doing it. I am. I love that.
1: Me too. It's half the battle.
2: <laughs> this is true. And this is like a perfect conversation to be having because today
1: is World Mental Health Day, which is really exciting. And it's important to me and Caleb to not only recognize a day like World Mental Health Day, but also to, you know, share our thoughts with you guys because we are both impacted by mental health. I feel like in 2021, um, just from COVID alone, everyone's impacted by mental health.
2: Absolutely. And it's something that's important to both Sarah and I because Mm -hmm. we both are we struggle with certain things and we've been open about that with each other. And I think in our lives, we try to be open and try to create a safe space for other people to talk about it too. And yeah, yeah. after the last year that we had, it's something that is very important to talk about.
1: It is. And there's still sadly such a stigma surrounding mental health that, I mean, I hope the more we talk about it, the more we can just change it.
2: Right. I mean, the more that we talk about it, the less that we have a stigma about mental health. I think we create more freedom for people to reach out for, to resources mm-hmm. and to not feel ashamed for reaching out and for getting help. I agree. And I think too, and this is something that has been on my mind actually recently is the way that mental health and um, workplace environments, mm-hmm. how they mesh And I don't know if we can talk about that today or if that's something that's been on my mind a lot, but like the way that if you're having a mental health crisis or you're dealing with something, if your employers are going to be helpful or supportive. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. And I feel like hopefully we move more towards that by destigmatizing mental health issues. But I think that's something that I'd like to see more of because I feel like culture in in our society today doesn't quite allow for, you know, time off for mental health. Like it's not really seen as like a legitimate reason to take off work. I agree. And like, yeah, because you work in a very professional, like office setting. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's something you could?
1: Yeah. Especially because I feel like dental is so male dominated. Mm -hmm. um, And a lot of it is still really old school. So even at, you know, the meeting I was just at with, mainly men who are of a certain age, mostly Mm -hmm. Uh, one of their biggest complaints is what are these mental health days and why do people feel like they need to take them? And it's like, just because you guys chose to slave away and I should have picked another word besides, slave. (laughs) But just because you guys chose to work day and night and, Mm. you know, basically kill yourselves for labor's sake doesn't mean that other people have to. And doesn't mean it's the only way to success or happiness.
2: And I think there's just so many other factors that play too. you know, like people's socioeconomic um, place in society, like how they're doing with like poverty or, um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of genetics that are involved, too. And I feel like there is a lot that has to do with gender and you know, reporting or getting help for mental health issues, um, especially like in business where these things are, you know, dominated by a very heteronormative, patriarchal, um, I don't know, they're, they're just kind of imbued with that essence, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like a lot of times what when I was looking, when I was doing research for today about the data regarding mental health, there's a lot of, the numbers are lower for men
1: mm-hmm.
3: in
2: terms of, People who suffer with depression or high anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably something that's just underreported. I think men just don't typically go through screenings for these kinds of things, uh, let alone seek help for them Mm because they feel like it um, emasculates them. Mm. Right? Like, Like, yeah. I feel like, you know, when I've talked to people in, in my life, especially men, they just feel like, you know, they don't really have help. Or they don't feel like they can ask for help because it makes them less of a man or something. Mm. Which is really sad.
1: It is sad. Poor men. (laughs) Poor men, right?
2: Exactly. I mean, but I feel like they've, I don't know, in some way I don't feel bad because they've they've put it on themselves. Like they've created this Mm -hmm. system.
1: It's just that toxic masculinity culture that we all live in. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
2: So, I don't know. When it comes to like gender and class and there's just so many factors that are involved i agree with mental health and so it's kind of this big topic to try to tackle but we're going to bring it down to ourselves and maybe like talk about some factoids that we found and see how that i don't know plays off of what we think about the world and yeah yeah
1: hit us with the facts Caleb. <laughs> hit
2: us. all right so um according to the cdc more than 50% of Americans will suffer from mental illness at some point in their life.
1: Mm, I think. Yeah. Does
2: that sound right to you? Or does that feel totally right?
1: And I think too, we have to remember that when we're talking about suffering from mental health, it doesn't necessarily mean long episodes of depression mm, or anxiety. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's situational. Yeah. I know that a lot of people have, that I know of definitely developed some situational depression and anxiety during COVID
2: mm-hmm. that
1: was never there before for them. Right. And now it is. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, that seems like a crazy number, but seems factual and true.
2: Yeah. And I think with regards to the last year, I think a lot of people experienced issues with their mental health that they wouldn't have experienced otherwise. Because I think it really did just change the world. Like it changed our perception of our own safety. Mm-hmm. Um Like, isolated so many people. And there just weren't like a lot of resources to take care of those issues, especially if you're new to those kinds of, I don't know, symptoms, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, and now I, you know, everywhere short staffed, nowhere Mm -hmm. can find employees. And I'm curious about how some of these resources that are available are serving the community now. And are they equipped to do so and Mm -hmm. to handle this 50% of americans who will have mental illness
2: right and i wonder if it's like i i wonder if this data because i didn't check was from before the pandemic or during or after Mm -hmm. um this was just from the cdc that i read and it just says in they will they will have in their lifetime yeah you know i I guess you know and like you said that ranges from like mild to severe Mm -hmm. um But, yeah, so another thing that I read, too, was one in five Americans will have a mental illness in a given year.
1: Mm. Well, and tis the season for seasonal depression.
2: Right, that's coming up, too. And I know uh, a couple of friends of mine who take that pretty seriously or who have that pretty seriously. So I don't really know. I've asked them, like, what they do, and most of the time they just say that they kind of power through it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, sadly, as someone who suffers from seasonal depression – that's all you can do. Mm -hmm. I know for me personally, exercise is key. Mm -hmm. Um, the more vegetables and fruit I eat, the better I feel. So I try and eat a ton of fruits and veggies, exercise and sleep and just self care, which looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's being alone, which I'm giving up that today to be doing all my activities (laughs) that I'm so thankful (laughs) that I get to do. But also just doing things that feel good for you and doing the things that we don't necessarily want to do, like exercising and eating healthy. Right. Even on the days that we don't want to do it, mm-hmm. because that's what's going to lead to a better tomorrow.
2: Well, I feel like, too, in the times that I struggle with depression and I think, you know, to be honest, like I'm, I've been pretty depressed recently. Um, Like, sometimes getting out of bed and, like, just taking the first couple of steps is the hardest thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then once you find you have some momentum, it's, like, easier to keep going. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that beginning step is just the hardest. And you just don't feel like you can get out of bed. Like, you don't want to eat anything. It's just, like, it's too much effort. Even, like, pouring a bowl of cereal is just, like, too much work. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know, showering or doing any kind of hygiene is just, like, what's the point, you know? Yeah. But. Like you said, doing the things that you don't really want to do, like exercising. That has helped a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, creating a routine, I think, is helpful. Right. You know, so you just do the things that you do. You set it up and, like, it's just a part of your life.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, everyone copes differently. And then medication is an option for a lot of people, too. Yeah. And, gosh, talk therapy.
2: Right. So, talking about... Um, medication i read this too um it said where is it 55 percent of u.s counties have no practicing psychiatrist
1: wow
2: over half I the counties totally in this country that.
1: but think of rural iowa
2: sure okay fair enough and there's those, 99 counties in iowa yeah
1: all those little teeny tiny mm-hmm. ones yeah. that just don't have access to health care and how crazy is that and what do those people do
2: I guess they have to go to a bigger city.
1: I guess. And what if they don't have access? I just feel like mental health is, is a crisis. It is a, the mental health care crisis. The resources are low, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people are suffering. And like you had kind of said with men, either don't feel like it's a normal feeling or feel like they'll be seen differently if they share it. Or just don't right, or have. Or they're weaker or something. Yeah, yeah. Or don't have anyone to tell at all.
2: Right. And I think, you know, like with the pandemic, the isolation it was rough. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of times where everybody was kind of going through the same thing, even though they were all separately doing it. Mm-hmm. So everybody was alone being alone
1: mm-hmm. and alone, that,
2: alone. <laughs> lonely forever. Yeah. So, I mean, I just thought that was interesting that, you know, half the counties in this country don't have a psychiatrist. So, like, access to that kind of medication mm-hmm. is a lot harder to get. Yeah. And I don't know if you've experienced this, Sarah, but I feel like in the times when I've sought out help for my mental health, either getting, um, like, looking into resources or into getting a new therapist or talking to my doctor about um, getting on medication, it just feels like this huge burden or, like, this obstacle
1: hmm
2: to move past to like get over And I don't know why and I don't I think that's probably just like the depression like it's just like so much effort to like Actually do the thing that you need to do um But I don't know that's just an experience that i've had like Recently, so I reached out to some um Therapist therapy clinic here in cedar rapids Um, and I was put on a wait list, but it took me I don't know probably like two months in order to like call them Mm -hmm. and then when I finally did call them it was like oh now I'm on a wait list Mm -hmm. I guess so it's just like to be like to work to work up to it and then to be like kind of let down Mm -hmm. is also kind of frustrating yeah and I think there's other resources too and I think Alex is looking up some of those for us for later um to talk about you know the things that we have here in Iowa and in the country for mental health but it's just hard
1: It is hard. And that's kind of, you know, what I was thinking along. What are the resources looking like right now for mental health? Right. Um, Are there enough therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists out there to treat people? I mean, clearly not if you're on a wait list. Right. And I do think, yeah, there's definitely something to be said about people who finally work up the courage to seek help and then are Mm -hmm. told to call back. Right. And I know Foundation 2 is a great... Um, resource for people who need immediate attention. The foundation too. Yep, yeah, they have a twenty four hour crisis line, so that's great, and that's right here in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's hard. I know for me because I know that I suffer from seasonal depression. I can kind of plan ahead and be like, all right, if I start feeling low around September,
4: mm-hmm. I need
1: to make a plan in July or August and I need to be on wait lists to see doctors and I need to have my medication ready to go so that I'm not without it and start it so that by the time it gets dark, I'm in a good place mentally. Yeah. Um, And I think that takes a lot of work. Well, yeah,
2: that's like so much forethought and work.
1: Yeah. It takes a lot of work, but you know, I've learned, I've learned and I'm comfortable with mental health enough to set myself up for success Right. And thank God I've had, you know, times of pretty decent mental health when I can plan ahead for the times that I don't. But not everyone is that fortunate in their journey. Right. It's just, it's so different for everyone. And I feel like that's the hard thing, too, is what my struggles look like for me it might look totally different than what you face. And your right. struggles might look totally different than the next person. hmm so it's kind of hard. It's not even a one size fits all Mm-mm. cure or help.
2: Right, because there's a difference between, you know, several different kinds of mental illnesses, mm-hmm. right? Like depression isn't the same as anxiety. They're linked, but they're not they're not the same.
1: Right.
2: Um or like people who have who suffer from like bipolar or like um PTSD mm-hmm. or whatever. Like these are all different things that people struggle with. mm mm-hmm. Mhm and have issues with, but they're not the same, and so everybody's journey is different. Right. Um, So another thing that I thought was interesting looking over some of the data um, was that 9.7 of the youth in America have major depression or severe depression, Mm. which I thought was fascinating. Like, that's really tragic. But when it came to... um, American American youth who were more than one race, there, that went up to 12.4%. Wow. Which I thought was wild. That is. Yeah. And, like, I just think about, like, you know, A, being a kid and, like, having depression, having those issues, but, like, not really knowing how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, now being an adult, I'm thinking about how many children have these issues. yeah, And if their parents are, you know taking care of them or, or taking care of those issues specifically or if they know how to do that.
1: Yeah, or how children even verbalize the fact that they're struggling with mental health. Right. When did your mental health issues, like, begin? Or when did you first realize, okay, this needs some attention?
2: Uh, Probably when I was, like, 13, 14. I think I just, like – and I don't know if it's because, like, I was – Mm, How do I say it Like I was like Burying my sexuality Mm -hmm. Even though it was like Coming out You know I was like Going through puberty And like Starting to have feelings And hormones And all these things And I think Given my Environment That I was growing up in, I just felt You know An an immense Amount of shame And uh, Fear And Yeah Yeah Anger Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah I'd say probably About the same Middle school, 11, 12, Um, thinking back with my awesome hindsight, I can see that I've probably struggled for my whole life just with emotions and checking them. I've always Mm -hmm. been a very emotional person. When I'm happy, I am the happiest. And when I'm sad, I am bawling for days and there's no in between. But, yeah, I think my mental health – well, I started to seek help for mental health when I was probably 11 or 12. Wow. So I've been in therapy off and on for the majority of my life, and mm-hmm. I am, like, the number one advocate of therapy ever. Yeah. I think it's amazing.
2: So my journey with therapy started much later. Um, <laughs> my parents to this day are very, uh, like – um do you really need therapy? I feel like maybe you just need a couple of friends that you could talk to. And I'm like, it's not the Are same. Are they licensed therapists, <laughs> parents? This isn't the same thing, mom and no, dad. No, it's not. Um, so I feel like, you know, struggling with that idea that they just like completely don't understand it or mm-hmm. support it has been frustrating, I think, for me, especially when, you know, when I did actually get my first therapist, which was actually in college. After I came out, I was put into onto uh academic probation and I was also required to go see a therapist at the school Mm. and this is at a Christian school. So it's all from like the top down, like the Dean of students or Dean of yeah. Was like basically had all these rules for me. Like I had, I couldn't drop below a certain amount of uh, in my grade point average. I had to go to a certain amount of chapels and then I had to start going to therapy, which I thought was bogus. But then I started going to therapy and I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So my therapist was great. Um, and then afterwards, after I graduated I didn't go back to therapy until I was in New York city
1: mm-hmm. and then I
2: was going like twice a week and it was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was so helpful. Yeah. So I don't know. I miss it.
1: Yeah. I feel like when you find a really good therapist, you got to stick with them. Yeah. It's like searching for a, a partner in life.
2: Right. And so it can be difficult though, too, then, you yes. know, like I've, One of my friends has been, has jumped around between therapists for a couple of years now and is just like never really quite sure if they're the right one, Mm -hmm. you know? I think she's landed on one now, but like, so I'm grateful for her for that, but I don't know. It's hard and it's tough.
1: Yeah. A word of advice to people who have tried therapy and don't love it, keep looking for a different therapist.
2: Yeah. That's a, that's a great piece of advice.
1: I think a lot of people try it and they're like, oh, this was weird or he said this or she told me to try this. It's like, well, you should feel like you can actually talk with them and they're Mm -hmm. a resource. So just keep looking. They're Mm -hmm. out there.
2: Yeah. And I think like sticking with it, too. I feel like having an open mind, you know, I think for me anyways, when I first started going to therapy, because I just like wasn't sure about it. I don't know. That
1: was helpful. Yeah.
5: We should say each other's names
3: instead to throw everybody off. Oh, that's a great idea for the trailer. All right, here we go.
5: Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Shane. Oh, my God. You guys really are doing it, aren't you? (laughs) All right, I'm Jeremy. I'm Mike. What, you're still doing the false names thing? I feel like we already have a trailer going right now. This is like a
3: fourth (laughs) grade elementary school joke.
5: Hey, everybody, I'm Shane, Mike, and Jeremy.
3: And I'm... Oh, wait a (laughs) minute.
5: Hey, I'm Shane.
3: I'm Jeremy. And I'm Mike.
5: And this is the Groove Live Podcast.
3: We're talking all things groove. Music,
5: food, friends. Beer, beer, even. All of it.
3: Whatever brings groove into your life.
5: How about like a tattoo
3: artist? Would that be kind of groovy? I I would file that under groove.
5: Construction projects.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on. Here's the thing. We have a lot of friends in a lot of different avenues and a lot of different lifestyles, which means that we have a lot of cool resources to pull from of cool people that have cool stories.
5: Every day you get out of bed, what makes you feel alive? You know, what makes you want to own the day? Coffee. Rock music. Pokemon. Construction projects.
3: (laughs) And you'll hear it all right here on the Groove Life Podcast.
5: The Groove Life Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. New episodes release every second and fourth Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts and many other exclusive benefits, all while supporting local creators and businesses, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and get started, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. Hey guys, we're going to have a blast. Can't
5: wait to see you guys on the Groove Life podcast. We can't wait to groove with you. Now that sounds dumb.
3: L-A-S.
5: Hey, I'm Logan. Hey, I'm Logan. You're supposed to say that you're Tim. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. (laughs) (laughs) We're the hosts of a brand new podcast called From One Dad to Another. Each week, we tackle a new topic, interview local professionals, and attempt to decode modern parenthood one dad joke at a time. So make sure to join us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From One Dad to Another is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on our independent podcast network, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. And if you want to support the show and get some bonus content, behind-the-scenes looks, and even get the show ad-free, you can become a member of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash LAS Podcast Network. And if you don't, I I won't be mad, but I will be disappointed. (laughs) Oh, and one last (laughs) thing. You're doing great, and I'm proud of you.
0: L-A-S.
2: Oh, I found this other thing, too. Um, So according to, I think it's the National Alliance of Mental Illness, in terms of prevalence of those who have mental illness, 44% of uh, the LGBTQ community Mm. has identified, or has, I guess, through this data that they've released, um, struggles with mental health issues. Which I thought was pretty high.
1: That's extremely high. That's so high. But it makes sense if you think that those people are struggling with, you know, being in the closet or Mm -hmm. sharing their identity with others. Right. Or just navigating everyday life as who they feel like they are. Mm -hmm. If it's, ugh.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's so, it's hard to be different than the dominant culture. Yes. And I think that definitely weighs on your
1: mental health. Mm-hmm. But I think thinking about the fact that you shared that 55% of Americans will struggle with mental health at some point makes you mm-hmm. realize that mental health does not care if you're rich or poor or black right. or white or hetero or gay. Mm-hmm. It's going to get you. Right. Yeah.
2: You can't really escape it.
1: No. You can't.
2: To think that you're better than that doesn't help.
1: mm No. No. I think we all just need to be more empathetic and... Agreed. Open, because everyone's struggling about things we have no yeah. idea about.
4: hmm
2: Yeah, I completely agree with that.
1: Yeah. But I hate to see one segment of humanity struggling so much more, mm-hmm. you know, so much more than others. It makes you wonder, like, why has this been ignored? What can we do about it? Right. Who is going to fix it? Mm-hmm.
2: I think, you know, maybe like our community's already so small. Mhm. That like I mean, I'm specific, I'm talking like from my experience here in Iowa anyway, that I feel like, you know, the iso- isolation does feel deeper, maybe, or feels bigger. Mhm. That there's just like not as many people like me around. Yeah. You know, people that I can relate to.
4: Mhm.
2: I don't know. That's just something I that I've been it. thinking about.
1: Yeah, I know how that feels. Mm-hmm. Part of being othered.
2: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about you, Sarah, but I feel like maybe we should uh, save some of the things that we have for mental health for next week when we have a guest coming to join us.
1: (gasps) Who's going to be our guest? Tell us.
2: Her name is Wendy. Wendy Stokesberry. She's a um, therapist here in Iowa and a good friend of ours.
1: Wow. Oh my god, she is. The both woo, of us? Wendy Woo. Yes, we
2: love her. We do love Wendy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited to have her on because she is awesome and she's gonna be a great resource for us to ask all of our mental health questions. Yes. Yes.
2: So can't wait for that.
1: Can't wait. And Alex, our favorite producer.
4: Yes. Yeah, uh so talk about a lot of really serious things today and if anybody is in need of of some mental health help, um please, I hope you feel empowered to reach out to any of the following services. So if you are having any thoughts or um uh ideas of suicide, you can call the suicide hotline at 800-273-8255. There's also a, a great amount of health Mental health services right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa as well. So if you're in the area and hearing this, if you're in Iowa at all, um, you can feel free to reach out to the Family Counseling Services at 319-363-9198. There's also Life Connections is a great um, service as well. They're located over on 4th Avenue. Um, And all of this information, I know it's coming at you here a little bit. You don't need to rewind the podcast to find it out because all this is going to be in the description of this episode, um, but the last the last one I'll I'll, I'll leave here um, verbally is checking out Unity Point Health. Uh, you can check them out over at 317 7th Avenue Southeast Cedar Rapids, and their phone number is three one nine two six one zero five seven six. That's all I got. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for looking that up for us. <laughs> Absolutely
2: right. So again, we're going to have all that stuff listed in the description of this episode. So if you do feel empowered to look. And reach out for your own mental health that will be there for you.
1: Yeah. And reach out to me and Caleb.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. With your Go stories free.
1: or questions or comments. Mm-hmm. Or if you ever just need to grab a coffee and chat. We love people. We do. We would love you.
4: <laughs> we love you, our <laughs> listeners.
1: We do. Where, where can
4: they reach you? Your Facebook page?
1: Facebook. Sarah Van Cleave and Caleb Scales. Caleb Scales, yeah. Do you use your Instagram these days, Caleb?
2: Not typically.
1: Maybe you're going to start using your Instagram?
2: Maybe. Maybe.
1: Well, what is it so we can <laughs> nag you? It's
2: at CK Scales.
1: Oh. I am at Sarah J underscore VC everywhere.
4: Nice. Yeah, and, and we're recording this uh, episode before this show is actually launched. We're recording it on October 10th. We so today are. today is Mental Health Day. By the time you're right. hearing this episode, it will not be Mental Health Day anymore. But every day is Mental Health Day, right? It is. That's right. Um, um, But also at this point, we haven't officially made an Othered podcast Facebook page. Ah. But I think it's inevitable. Yeah. So they can reach you there. Yeah. Perfect. We'll have that.
1: Come to our Othered Facebook page. <laughs> By the time you look for it, it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: October tenth. October 10th. Yes, and
1: like Alex said, every day is mental health day.
2: Every day is a good day to talk about mental health.
1: It is. Keep keep the conversation flowing. Mm-hmm. And remember, if you liked this show and want to hear more of me and Caleb, give us a five-star review on Apple or anywhere else that you're listening to your podcast right now. And subscribe to LAS Plus. At slash plus for exclusive content, ad free episodes, merch, all the good shit.
2: All that good shit. All that
1: good shit. Caleb, it was beautiful to be here with you in real life. I love Almost
2: it. as beautiful as you, Sarah.
4: Oh my
1: God, but not as beautiful as Alex back there. <laughs> you guys, what
4: is going on? I'm going to tell you, you're good for my mental health. I'm tell you
1: that much. Just got to boost each other up.
4: Hell yeah. Have a good week, guys.
1: Have a good week. Love you. Love you. Peace.
0: You can support the LAS Podcast Network at patreon.com slash LAS Podcast Network. L.A.S.